It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I have Aaron Flotta. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, in, in the words of the immortal Dr. Aaron Rodgers, we have a defense. We do. Uh, it was amazing. Actually, this week, between the Packers and Badgers, there were no defensive touchdowns allowed. Like, the defenses allowed zero oh, touchdowns. This- there's only that's one right, touchdown. It was not fumble. There was a fumble run back in the Badger right. game, right? Yep. Julius right. Davis fumble returned fifty yards. Badger. How many fumbles did he have yesterday? Uh, just the two. Just or? Davis, I think, just had the two. If I remember correctly. That's, that's gross. Sorry, anyways, we got a Badger segment coming. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So, uh, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back uh, for another wonderful week. It's been actually a very good week in most respects um our last call segment may be a little sad at times but um all the major stuff is going kind of well uh the bucks still i can't figure them out but we'll get into all of that uh coming up ahead again i want to thank everybody for joining us from you know wisconsin the united states and all around the world Uh, remember yes remember if you uh if you want to you can follow us on twitter this show has its own twitter feed that's scani johnny pod at Scott and Johnny Pod, of course. Uh, you can, of course, also follow me at Not So Humble Host. And I know that Aaron is available on Twitter. He's very available on Twitter. Follow I him. Am, I am open <laughs> all the time. Um, yeah, at at uh, at Scott and Johnny Pod. I almost said it right. At at uh, Cheddar Talk, John. You can find me at Cheddar Talk. Perfect. Wonderful. Hey, let's just get right into everything right away. We're going to open this all up with a segment we like to call our main event. <laughs> Starting things off with the main event. All right, for main event, we're going to start with Packers because we always start with Packers as long as there is a uh, Packer of game. Course. And this was a fabulous uh, game if you like defense for the most part because if you like quarterback play, have I got uh, not a game for you? you <laughs> um both if you like if you like if you like a game that resembles something from the don hudson era we've got something for you if you want a game a, a, it's a football game that's got a soccer score no um yeah. it was if you uh like if you like newt rockney you would love this game <laughs> very much that um if, if you're a if you're a bears fan that's that's <laughs> sorry let me refer you if you're i was going to swear there for a second if you're a bears fan that continually begs their offense to just do this this is what kind of game <laughs> they would like yeah so i mean aaron Rodgers came out he threw 23 of 37 he was not particularly accurate on a lot of things he looked rusty i mean in fairness oh, he, that one's that one flare pass to eddie uh or to uh aaron jones before he got <laughs> oh, hurt he threw it five yards behind him. Like if he would have just put it on him, oh. not even in front of him, just on him, he, that would have been a touchdown. But yeah, I mean that kind of that summed up the night right there. The the one especially where like um, Aaron is clearly trying to throw deep and then changed his mind partway through and threw it as far over Aaron Jones's head as he could basically, <laughs> and Jones yep. caught it for three yards, needing a ton. Uh, yeah, it was it was not clean. 
Rodgers' game was not clean. Uh, he was that saved. was the first that 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 pick was the first time I've seen him throw a Brett Favre ball in a long time, and like just yeah. a heave it to the end zone kind of like Aaron Rodgers doesn't make that throw ever. He'll take no. a sack or throw it out of bounds or take a, a right intentional grounding, but to heave one to the middle of the back of the end zone when there's three people on the other team to your one receiver, and yeah. that tends to work for the Kansas City Chiefs and their second string running backs, but <laughs> that doesn't usually work. Yeah, and it was. I don't know. I mean, like Jamal Adams back there, he's not really a good cover safety. That's mm-hmm. that's not his deal. He's he's a small linebacker, basically. Yeah. But he was he, he was right in position and he threw it right at him. So he managed to catch it. And then, of course, he shows that he, he doesn't watch football ever because he no, immediately he went back and did the belt. Numerous times and then tried to do a Lambo leap, like all the things you don't do. Right. To piss off the football gods. He yeah. really did in, in Lambeau Field, too, mind you. And if and if you've ever seen anything about this, anyone who flashes it, they immediately start losing. Right. Well, they were already down three nothing, and they didn't yeah. score at all, so the game was over at that point, really. But fourth quarter, Packers put it away. Fourteen points in the fourth quarter. The only touchdowns they scored both in the fourth quarter. Uh, there's an early missed field goal. I think. I mean, they're talking about this like. Mason doesn't have it. I mean, they replaced his long snapper two weeks ago, and I don't think Bohorquez was was holding for him prior to that. So you know he's well, dealing definitely with that before the season. Yeah, so he's he's having a kind of a group of people there that he he'd like to have more consistency, and they changed things up on him a little bit, and I think his timing's off because of it. He'll mm-hmm. get right again. It just. Larry, Larry was saying during the radio broadcast that the first one was laces in. Laces oh. out, Dan. Laces, laces out. out. Everybody knows. Oh, look, this. they're little football cookies. Yes, but the laces out. <laughs> the motor's running, but there's nobody behind the wheel. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, too so much chase. Anyway, I like this. Yes, uh, but no, they were no Larry said they were laces in, and if Larry says something, I believe it's true. Hundred so. percent. So there's I'm looking at this, the QBR, which is a stupid stat, which is supposed to say that 50 is like average quarterback play and 100 is is like perfect. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's the ESPN invented stat that nobody else will use because it's not a good metric. But no. still, if you add Russell Wilson's QBR to Aaron Rodgers, you still don't get 50. And I mean, you can't just <laughs> add them, but you, you it's 29.9 and 13. Uh, they don't have yeah. up their actual thing here, but yeah, that's 11 targets to Adams. He ends up with seven catches for 78 yards. Jeez, just it, he threw to it, a lot the, of the people. One, the one thing I got to say that I got to give Aaron Rodgers credit for over Russell Wilson, though, is that Aaron Rodgers didn't look particularly sharp, but at least he was finding some of those deep balls that he's been on and off about. Like he's throwing it to the receivers that are open. It's just he's not putting it where he needs to be. He, we're not we're not seeing that pinpoint accuracy that we're used no. to with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But at least he's seeing getting those looks and seeing those people when they're open in the right places. Um, I have no problem with him running a Tom Brady style offense. As a matter of fact, I think he should because he would be <laughs> ridiculously he would be mechanical. It would be it, it'd be it'd be it'd be major surgery every week if he were to just calm his ego right. down and just take the 10 yard less passes and just drop dimes on outs. Cause he could, he, but I know how he is. He's like Mahomes. sooner or later, it, 
the arm gets itchy and he has to just uncork <laughs> one just to remind everybody, yes, I can throw a 60 yards off my back foot running to the left because I can and you need to see this because I'm me. So, right. but uh, at yeah. least he's starting to see those guys again like he was last year. He has in a couple games earlier this year, but um, <clears throat> it's good to see at least that, you know, if he was missing, he was missing throwing it to the right guy, except for Sands, the interception to nobody. Yeah, that was terrible. Jamal yeah. Adams. Well, I think he's getting a little bit of what you're talking about because number two and number three in receiving yards are 62 yards for Dylan and 61 yards for Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two running backs are second and third on this team this week in receiving yards. Yeah. Dylan, with the longest play of the day, a 50-yard reception. That was mm-hmm. not a 50-yard deep pass to him. That was one he just decided he was not getting tackled along that sideline run. That was that was incredible getting that pass and just like, no, nah, I'm not going out of bounds. No, you're not pushing me no. out. No, you're not taking me down. <laughs> and what's off. funny too is that is that uh, MVS had an amazing peelback block and Devontae Adams started celebrating the block, not thinking <laughs> that Dylan was going to break the next tackle. And then he did. And then you could see Devontae go, oh, damn. And like, if he would have just kept on going down the field to block, he would have probably sprung him loose. But it was, you know, I, I can't discredit him for for yeah. celebrating because MBS did have a nice hit. As did uh, oh Liz, the the block by Lazard on the one uh, run by Aaron Rodgers that they thought was a dirty hit. That was a clean hit. He caught him in the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turned him around. So, anyways, but uh, yeah, to your point, uh, what was the game? Was it Nashville last year when uh, Dylan showed up and played well, like? Right against Henry, where Henry didn't get a hundred yards and Dylan got a ton. He he just right. out outdid him that game. Yeah, that that Dylan showed up last night, man. He really did. Yeah, he was good. So I mean, like <laughs> Rogers ends with two hundred ninety-two yards of passing, one interception, no touchdowns. But I mean, like that two ninety-two is a lot of dump offs that were run for something longer. Because I mean, Dylan and Jones for a hundred and twenty of that, hundred. 23 like, like you said that. 50 50 of it was just one catch and run so yeah and that was i mean those every pass to the two of them was at or near the line of scrimmage mm-hmm. and that's that's 120 out of his uh, 123 out of his 190 or 292 yards so i mean right. like and that's fine because that works and it yes. got him down the field and they you know they need to finish drives a little bit better i mean the interception in the red zone and the missed field goal those are things you can't have happening but Man, that defense! That defense gave just everything this week. It was incredible. Uh, the the couple uh, interceptions of Russell Wilson, uh, yeah, it, just they were all over the field. They needed to have every every tackle was made pretty cleanly. Um, uh, Amos King was putting was, on a safety. Amos was putting on a safety <laughs> clinic in the fourth quarter. He should have had three picks. <laughs> he was yeah. all over. He closed a couple gaps on some wide open receivers that were ridiculous too. Yeah, the DK Metcalf had eight targets, but I think Amos had five targets because he may have <laughs> been the one of the top receivers in that game. Uh, Metcalf and Lockett combined for forty nine yards. You know, well, you on can tell it was sixteen targets, and it was a rough night for DK Metcalf because of what happened at the end. He definitely he, got kicked out of the game for losing his marbles, and then tried, and then tried to, to sneak back, back in. That yeah. was the best part. <laughs> yeah, got to give him credit for that. Like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, why not? You know? He straight up lost his mind. He grabbed two different people by the face mask and tried to fight them, then slapped another mm-hmm. guy in the head, and then tried to pick a fight with the entire defense all at once. And she's like, what? What is happening? It's just amazing. I got. I got to give it credit to. Uh, um, 
uh, again, Larry last night, because I was listening to the, as I do the radio broadcast, know that they have it synced up real nice uh, every week. Um, Larry was saying something too about how they gave Savage a taunting penalty at the end to offset it. And it was just like, that's garbage. He's like, that's garbage. He's that's a throwaway call. That's just to make everyone happy that no one's losing yards yet. They're going to get three calls on them and a dude's going to get kicked out and Savage is going to get something for saying something back after he was trying to pick a fight with the whole defense. I think my favorite stat right now, looking at this game is will Disley. He has two catches for 22 yards in this game with a long of 28. And that led all receivers, right? <laughs> no, no. He, but I mean, like, you know, he's a tight end. But yeah, he had two catches for 22 yards, a long of 28. Oh, His other I catch is negative six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Everett, the tight end, had 63 yards for them. He was their leading receiver. Caught all eight targets, uh, a long of 12. So yeah, yeah. Um, both both quarterbacks look rusty. I mean, obviously Wilson missed more time. He's definitely taking a lot of flack on Twitter for like, hey man, but imagine how bad he would have been had he not been running fake two minute drills in a huddle with nobody <laughs> on primetime football. Imagine how bad he could have been. Um, Kurt Ben Kurt had a great uh, uh, tweet about that today about what were you doing during your COVID downtime? <laughs> what were you running drills or something like that? And he's like, no, I was reading Winnie the Pooh on Zoom calls and stuff like that, and eating cereal. And nice, thank you. Seahawks yeah. dropped to three and six. Do you even know that? I mean, like you're trying to follow some of the league, but you, you sit there and you you just if you don't think about the Seahawks, you forget about this. That team, I mean, yeah, they've had an injured Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf is kind of hit or miss at times. Um, they've mm-hmm. had some injuries to lock it as well. Mm-hmm. But man, they're they're three and six. Uh, they're they're just going to have a, a rough go. They're not that far out of it, I guess, with the added wild card still there uh, and all of that. But I mean, three and six that's a that's a rough road to hoe, you know. And it was uh, it was brought up last night that in the post game that uh, Pete Carroll, whereas Matt Lafleur, no matter win or loss, always congratulates the other team and talks about how well the other team plays first before he ever mentions his own team. Mm-hmm. Pete Carroll is the master of ex- making excuses oh, right away. Yeah. yeah he doesn't make excuses about his team and why they lost and, you know, how they shouldn't have lost. And yeah, yeah, I'm sick of his, I'm sick of, sick of his dick. So yeah, I'm not, not fond of him. Anyhow, it, he, it, it's always about him and, and all that stuff. So it's just, yeah, I, I just, I'm tired of it. Right. But yeah, no, the biggest things that I guess we take from this other than the defense looks good. Uh, they were actually all the way up to DVOA number 16 coming into wow. this game. Uh, I think they'd probably go up from here. Uh, we won't see that until after the Monday night games is when Football Outsiders does all the updates on that. But it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, this offense still, I mean, Rodgers... Essentially, he couldn't be on anywhere in the practice facility or anything. Just he could be in team meetings by Zoom, so he didn't do any prep essentially this whole week, and it it showed. And since I, since Arizona, since Arizona, yeah. So I mean, it's like, all right. And what was it? What was the other thing? He actually hadn't practiced with the team since before Washington because of the short week. He didn't oh, practice yeah. that week before Arizona. <laughs> Why was that? Was he hurt? I I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, either way, that was pointed out. That was pointed out today. Like he hasn't practiced since before the Washington game. That was three games ago, kids. <laughs> and then uh, Washington went out and beat Tampa Bay for us. 
Oh my God, you know, it's, uh, there was a lot of weird games this weekend. Holy smokes. Yeah. A lot of Monday weird night here is rapid. Mon- Monday night here is turning out to be a pretty weird one too. What was the other one? Uh, well, yeah. Minnesota. Tampa gets, gets smoked. Uh, yeah. The Minnesota one, I guess is pretty, you know, right in that area, but it's not, I mean, like they were pretty close teams. Uh, but the Minnesota's the next team the the Packers are going to play here coming up on the 21st. So that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. And then they'll get the the Rams on the 28th, and then they'll get a bye week. So they got two more games. They will likely be playing both these games without Aaron Jones. So mm-hmm. that's that's a rough bit there. But uh, sprain, but not an M- not an ACL tear. He's got a sprain to his MCL. One to two weeks. Count on it being two, and then resting through the the bye. Right, because unlike the Seahawks, we don't bring our players back two weeks early before they should be playing Russell <laughs> right. Wilson. Yeah, no. I mean, we'll, maybe if Russ would have waited another week, he wouldn't have looked so bad, you know? <laughs> I don't know. He, he was going to have a rough time either way getting back to that, and he really, really wants to throw the deep ball, and it showed that he was really trying to, and the Packers were sitting back waiting for it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. the, they just played it really well. Stokes looked great out there. King actually oh, God, played another. Looked, yeah. This is two straight good games for King, by the way. They were good mm-hmm. games, not maybe standout games, but good, solid that's games. That's not, not, not even our number one, number one cornerback, either of them. Yeah. King had that a pick. still getting healthy. He had a yeah. pick. How about that? In the end zone. He almost, save, he almost dropped it, but he got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but, you know, whatever. We'll take it. Um, oh, I know the other lopsided one. The Patriots blowing out the Browns. Yeah, that was. That was I did not see that one coming like that. No. Hi, um, they're back. Great. <laughs> Who knows? Cam Cam Newton's running in touchdowns for Carolina. The Patriots are good again. <laughs> Mahomes is slinging it all over the yard. What is this? Three oh. years ago again? <laughs> yeah, so Vikings next week. That'll be interesting to see where we'll be playing in Minnesota. Hopefully having that full week of practice again for Aaron can get him back on track. The, uh, the Vikings defense, not what they've normally been. Uh, right. I can try to look that up, but I mean, it, it has been kind of a long trending decline because well that's that's one of the that's one of the yeah. the things on uh on Mike Zimmer this year is that that his 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 keynote his his teams have a good running attack and a great defense well they don't have a great defense their running games okay because Delvin good. Cook's amazing he's great but but Kirk Cousins out there slinging the ball to two very good wide receivers and a tight end that's kind of picked up his game a little bit. And, oh, mind you, Delvin Cook's game is a lot like Aaron Jones. So those two are yeah. very comparable. And He's except bigger, for though. Cook gets a lot more volume and gets more volume, yes. Um, but, uh, I mean, so he catches balls out of the backfield, too. No, it's it's funny that the two things that are hallmarks of a Mark Zimmer team aren't making aren't getting him the wins. Yeah, it's they, Kirk Cousins hucking the ball. <laughs> and they do want to force that ball. And they've been really – treating um Thielen like he's like he's the one and not not Jefferson which is not what I would have expected but that's what they've been doing that's okay um, that's why they let Stefan Diggs go too yeah they're gonna take care of the white boy from Minnesota first <laughs> let's see sorry this is my take on it <laughs> I think he was also more tradable that could have gotten something for him whereas I don't think they would have gotten much of anything for Thielen but Vikings defense yeah. still DVOA eight um, and Packers at 16. They're not, you know, terribly far apart, I guess, but it's, you know, I don't know that that's not going to be the, the thing that's going to be the biggest aspect of this game. I'm trying to see where they're, they're 15th on offense and the Packers are 11th right now. 
A um, couple bad weeks in a row really drops the Packers' offense. And some of that's going to be, you know, playing against the Chiefs as badly as we did definitely hurt. Um, only getting 17 points in a weird, sloppy, horrible game on our offense. That's not going to help a whole lot either. Right. And then working yeah. your way back from, uh, um, you know, still working your way back from that Saints game, which started you off in the hole, too. Well, they were up to five uh, like three weeks ago, you know, or two weeks, yeah. you know, right before the Chiefs game. They were up to five. And now yeah. they're down to 11. You know, you had that bad game. And obviously, with a backup quarterback who needs more time to figure some of this out. Mm hmm. But yeah, it's this will be an interesting game. Um, look at what what is the actual spread on this one at this point? They still got Packers favored on the road just slightly. Um, it's a two and a half point spread. Yeah, I take that. I take Packers by a field goal here. I think both teams will miss a field goal. Something crazy like that'll happen. <laughs> There'll be no win. Yeah, I'm, I it's in that weird bird killing stadium. <laughs> yes um i'm 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 not uh i'm broken goods for picking games this year after a long streak of multiple years of picking games pretty well uh i uh did not do so hot with a couple there and uh <laughs> it was the badgers game was one and then this week i said there's no way they were gonna beat seattle if we remember correctly i was pretty hopeless but um, yeah, i don't know why I mean, if basically since we've gotten so Lafleur's basically been the coach of this team since I moved down here to Janesville, and we've been pretty regular with doing podcasts. And if you just pick the Packers every week, you'd be way ahead. Yeah. <laughs> what Lafleur's up to eight total losses, not including the playoffs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah just the three, two, three, and and three two. seasons, and then two teams, two two losses this year. So. Yeah, he'd be pretty well off if you just picked him all the time. So I'll pick him <laughs> again this week until further notice. Um, but uh, I think it's uh, um, Aaron Jones out. That's not good. Um, and now with Hill gone, too, with that season-ending injury, that looks that's looming large now because we got Taylor for the other running back. Oh, by the way, keeping A.J. Dillon on my fantasy football team all year long up to this point is finally paying off. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah. I mean, who's our third running back going to be then after Taylor? Or are we just going to be carrying two? I, I don't – I guess I haven't seen who they got behind Taylor. If They'll find somebody, I'm sure, just to at least step in without having Kylan Hill and without, you know, having Aaron yeah. Jones. That I mean, you lose two of your top three, that's a rough time. But yeah. you're not going to pour a bunch of capital into it either because, I mean no, – because we don't have Jones any. Jones just gone – well, they don't have any. But, I mean, Jones is out for two weeks. So – yeah. I, I'm and believe me, MCL strain sucks. You know, you never want to see your guy hurt. And plus, you know, after two weeks, you know, will he be 100%? Probably not. You never want your running backs hurting their knees. But God, I was happy to hear it was an MCL strain and not a, a ACL tear. Right. Because that would, yeah, because then uh, AJ Dillon would have to become James Starks in this scenario. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. But uh, I mean, I guess in worst case scenario, you could always pop in. Uh, the other Rodgers as the third running back, I guess. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Amar, yeah. Amari Rodgers? I, I mean, yeah, he's kind of got a running back build. He's got the Ty Montgomery build to him. so A little bit. He's got a slow start. And I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see I don't want to see no, on the field I'm, right I'm, now. I'm, Ugh, I'm just saying just worst, worst case, some worst case scenario stuff. So Here, Here's a stat I don't know if you, you knew off, off the top of your head, Aaron. Uh, Vikings mm -hmm. right now tied for last in sacks surrendered. 
They've only been sacked nine times this season. That's tied for nine times for lowest. Actually, I mean, it's, well, let me see. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong number there. Uh, tied for with twelve, twelve sacks. Twelve sacks. Um, okay. tied with Tampa Bay for the fewest. Uh, hmm. one less than the Rams. Uh. <laughs> Four well, less Kirk than Cous- the Kirk Jaguars. Cousins and Tom Brady are comparable quarterbacks. <laughs> let's be let's be serious. Uh, yeah, but, I don't know. I mean, like that's the interesting point. It's like I think if you can get oh. after him, and you can find ways to get after Cousins because he he can get rattled pretty easily. Because I don't know, he just seems like he gets in his own head faster than anybody because he's like this super mm-hmm. amped up guy. And you know, mm-hmm. like he's got that look like anytime something happens ever that God has forsaken him because that's literally mm-hmm. what's going through his mind because, you know, he, the way he talks, that's exactly what he's there, thinking. There's, there's, there's people that like God like you. And then there's people who really like God. Yeah. <laughs> that's him. Um, I was going to yeah. say, we didn't bring it up yet either, too. But as you bring up putting pressure on him. Um, <clears throat> so the one injury so far this year that's. I mean, Zadarius being out this whole time has been frustrating, but we've made our way around it. <clears throat> the one flash in the or the one um, the the one qu- good pickup that the Packers made that I really liked, and I thought they could get some extra some juice left out of the orange rind was Whitney Merciless, who now is probably yeah. done for the year because on that sack yeah. when he left the game with the arm injury, he probably tore his bicep. So, and those don't heal fast. So, and if you're a <laughs> Maybe if you're a wide receiver, you can come back from that. But when your whole job is swim moves and uh, bull rushes, that doesn't work. And that sucks because Merciless yeah. was in there a couple times this last game. And like since he's been on team, what, three weeks? Like even that first week he was here, he didn't play the first week. But I think against Arizona, he had a couple. He was in the backfield a couple times. Was Am I wrong on that one or was that Kansas City that he started, you started seeing him in the backfield a little bit. Saw him something against Kansas City, I think, is where we really started seeing. I think he may have gotten one or two pressures, but he, he did better against Kansas City. He had some nice plays there. Yeah, that's a rough one with picking him up and only having him for a couple weeks there and then seeing him. Well, yeah, fall because off like, like I that. said, you know, I think he, I think he suited for Arizona, maybe played a little, but Kansas City was kind of there in that first half of the uh, Seahawks game. He was around the ball. Because you'd see fifty around there too. Um, Rashawn Gary, of course, hyperextended his elbow, and yeah. he's hell bent on playing the Vikings. Said he'll put that thing in a brace and <laughs> don't listen to your sources unless they're on my payroll or I'm on their payroll. That was Jeez. his tweet today. So <laughs> I like, I like it. He's well, he's turning into that guy. He's the he's guy fun. that we wanted him to become. And you know what? I like that drive. Yeah. Still. And then the other. The other one that made me really happy was late in the game, Preston Smith hunting down Russ Wilson on that last sack of the game. Preston's a big dude. And one thing you can't usually do is get your hands on Russ Wilson. Now, Russ was having a bad game and it was the end of the game, but I was happy to see Preston hunt him down in the open field like that at the very end of the game. That was pretty sweet. And Preston's been playing very well. He's really stepped up in the absence of his brother. And, uh, He's been around a lot and for the first time in, since I can remember the Packers sending four defensive linemen on a rush. Yeah. They don't get home that often, but that pocket gets collapsed fast. Yeah. And, and it Kenny makes Clark the quarterback a good move. Push. Kenny Clark getting up the middle is the thing that makes it work. Um, mm-hmm. And I think and Lancaster's been playing well too, and it's been looking good. Dean Lowry in a rotational role has been great. Yeah. Um, 
Great. And so that just sucks. Yeah. And that sucks with Merciless leaving too, because that was just extra depth, man. That was good. That was our Von Miller, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be a rough loss there. Um, Vikings playing this week. Let's see, Patrick Peterson, who is one of the big signings, he's been put on injured reserve as of last week. And now uh, Viking uh, Ring of Fame honor uh, linebacker Anthony Barr, uh, all-time Viking hero, uh, is out. Mm. He's listed as out now, so he won't be playing this week, it sounds like. I'm not wow. that worried imagine about him. He hasn't ma- been good. He hasn't been good in imagine, years. Imagine, imagine making a career off breaking Aaron Rodgers' collarbone. Yeah, he had two really good seasons when he first came out, and he's kind of been a guy since then, like just mm-hmm. some guy. Uh, right. Vikings fans will what still tell you he's that, a top what, what three kills me is that the Vikings. Sorry, what was that? Vikings fans will still try to tell you he's like a top three, four, three outside linebacker. And you're like, no, no, I don't even no. care what you're measuring. There's no way he is. He just isn't that good anymore. He has, he's to, just, be the, he's he has a guy. to be on the field to do that. The other thing that kills me is the one thing that Zimmer always has been listed off as is a, a cornerback whisperer of sorts. And that team has poured so much money into into cor- in draft capital and free agency money into cornerback. And what are they on? Like their fifth cornerback? I don't know. Like their, their depth uh, at cornerback is just they've drafted. And I mean, they're drafting of cornerbacks and defensive backs early up and spending money on them. Free agency puts the Packers to shame, shame, John shame. The pass game is actually where the Vikings are really strong. They're the number three DVOA pass defense. How? But because, well, maybe because people know they can run on them because they're 26 in run defense. (laughs) Maybe, but also those, usually, it's, those, those numbers usually correlate. <laughs> they're built to stop the pass. They've got speed on the back end. They still got some safeties who are pretty good. Right. Well, um, they do have that. Uh, Kendricks is a very good pass coverage linebacker. And you can kind of run at him. But yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see, especially if we're just going to be running, uh, running the big backs at him all game. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, I think sticking with the run first mentality right now is still very much in the Packers' best interest uh, going forward. Just getting Aaron into into rhythm again, uh, having a whole full week hopefully will help as well. Playing on turf is something Rodgers really likes doing. He likes being indoors. I don't know. I, I, I still think the Packers, this would probably be like a, th- I think the three points uh, is is a pretty reasonable projection here. I think it's 49 points as an over-under. So, yeah, I think Packers win this one by three. I think that that's pretty reasonable. You know, we say that, but then uh, the last three games against – what was the final score in Arizona? Bless you. Oh, I'd have to go back. Um, um, <laughs> it was – not to put you on this, but it was like 21 yeah. – what, 21, 23, 21? Uh, yeah, something God, like that. it was but, only yeah. – only a week and a half ago. Yeah, we're, we're huge Packer fans. But then, I mean, and then Kansas right. City, that was supposed to be a high-scoring game. Like, they yeah, didn't even come did close anything. to the – they didn't even come close to the over. They, I think they were 20 points short of the over. Yeah, 24-21, and then last week, yeah, 13-7, then 17 nothing. Yeah. I yeah. want to say that the over-under was still like 39-40 on the Kansas City game. And they were still 20 points short. So, yeah, they, they, I, you know, you say that, and then, you know, this last week, 17-0, and that was some good running by yeah. Dylan. You know, and yeah, uh, it's oh, a reasonable screenplay that put, they finally did. Yeah. Oh, and him putting Bobby Wagner on his ass on the way to that second touchdown <laughs> makes this Packer fan's soul feel good. Because <laughs> while Bobby Wagner is really good, he is the last of the Legion of Boom. 
and sit down. <laughs> and so, oh, by the way, we completely forgot to point out that that was the first shutout in Russ Wilson's career. Oh, and the really? first time, that's the first time Russ Wilson's ever been shut out. And that's the first time that they've been shut out since Pete Carroll was a coach. The, the, it's his, the Pete Carroll's Pete Carroll's first year as a coach, 2011, was the last time they were shut out. And so Russ was drafted the, in 2012. The lowest scoring first half of football this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I was actually hoping it was going to be a 3-0 game. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, <laughs> once we got to have to. Oh, and, and also, too, uh, Wayne and Larry were bringing up during the game, at the end of that game, the Packer fans were still into it, chanting defense, you know, defense, defense, because they were going for the Packer fans weren't leaving. They were getting right. louder at the end because of the shutout. They were going for the shut. Yeah, because we hate Seattle. They are this yeah. generation's Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know? Yeah, not as that's, successful, that's not, but mentally, yeah, they're right in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so no, that was pretty good. Um, you know, but like I said, uh, Campbell's still playing like a beast at middle linebacker, man. That dude is yeah. a, a number one pickup of the offseason. So like, yeah. He's he's the reason he's the reason I, I firmly believe that because he completely, he's the heart of that defense. Everybody else functions well around him because of it. The safety play, the cornerback play is unbelievable. Um, Stokes being drafted. He's the real deal, man. Like that speed, speed kills, man. Speed kills <laughs> and attitude too. He was not backing away from DK Metcalf when he was coming after him at the end of the game during that fight, uh, the scuffle at the end either. So, but uh, Campbell, He's he's heading up that defense. The two injuries to uh, Gary, we'll see if he plays, and Merciless might open him up a little bit. But uh, I don't think it's going to be as high a scoring affair as everyone wants it to be, especially if Aaron's not sharp. So right, no, it could be an under. I still think it'll be like a close game, but I think the Packers are better and more talented. Uh, and the yeah. Vikings' real strength right now is trying to throw that ball even though it shouldn't be their strength, but that's kind of what they want to do. Um, I don't know, just to make Kirk Cousins happy, but th that's really, the Packers have been playing really well against that. And they've also, I mean, they've just been playing really well everywhere on that defense. So I, I feel pretty confident in them, at least finding a way to win and the Vikings finding a way to lose because that's where they've been. Yeah. But let's move on do here I, at this point. We'll do, I, do I think the Packers are going to win big? No. Do no. I want Rodgers to carve them up for six touchdowns in the first half? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Move along now to uh, to Badger football, and uh, Badgers had, I mean, like we just said, they didn't give up a touchdown on defense. There was a 50-yard right. return for a uh, fumble um, with Julius Davis. In uh, this game, Chesmalusi gone for the year with the, the leg injury. I guess we haven't heard exactly what it was, but Braylon Allen just came with it. Uh, 25 carries, 173 yards, three touchdowns. You know what's going to just not get mentioned because it's inconvenient for a lot of people who were just throwing hatred all first three games. Graham Mertz, 18 of 23, 216 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. And the pick was a end of the first half kind of prayer at the end zone. It wasn't a terrible thing. It was just he was trying to make something happen. Time was running out. Then it basically ended the half. It was a when touchdown or nothing. Of that, when are we going to get rid of that as that kind of interception as a stat? Like it'll just be an incompletion if it's obviously a Hail Mary play and losing a yard when taking a knee at the end of the game. <laughs> well, it is. Why what can't it is, that just yeah. be a game? Why can't that just be a rush for zero? Instead it could of be. you could just try to dive forward and land where you had been, but they're going to hit <clears> you <throat> and they're going to step on you. 
Yeah, yeah and so then I mean, the next time you go to kneel it, they're going to be over top the center and spear you in the face for doing it. Yeah, the last something, time too, something so. evil. And Danny Davis leads the team with 46 yards. Jamiri DK gets 37. Ferguson with 43 in there, but Pryor with 33. The ball got around to a lot of different people in this game. Seriously, Graham Mertz has improved greatly as the season has gone on, and that needs to be said. He has been a valuable quarterback these last several weeks, and you know I, I know everybody tried to bury him and say that they're terrible and nothing's going right here. This offense is clicking very well right now. Uh, they have done a good job of building his confidence back and making him feel uh, more comfortable back there uh, in the pocket. Uh, he got Did he get sacked? I'm trying to see. Well, they don't have that up here. But, I mean, like it looked like he was comfortable. It looked like he was striding into the ball better. And his QBR is 96.2. It's darn near perfect. Uh, the quarterback for uh, Northwestern, their starter, Marty, he threw three picks. They replaced him with uh, Hilmski who then threw another pick. So Badger defense continues to take the ball away. Uh, Packers did lose two fumbles. Acker and Davis each lost one. That's all late. They they ended up putting Mertz back in the game for a little bit, it looked like, just, just to make sure he could get the handoffs right. Uh, the handoff to Davis that was returned, that was on him. The one to Acker, I believe, just hit him in the chest, and he just never really got a hold of it. Uh, Chennault with 10 tackles. Sanborn with no, no sorry Sanborn with 10 Chanel with 14 just the defense looks incredible just incredible in here um how many sacks they had three different sacks of the quarterbacks obviously the four picks Torchio Caesar Williams Caesar Williams should have had two uh Turner and Ingram get a couple at the end there too uh just fantastic game all around next week Badgers will go play Nebraska this one will probably be close Nebraska is the most difficult to define team in college football this year. I think uh, they just like they play with Oklahoma all the way to the end and lose, but then also lose to, to Illinois. They just play with everybody right. close badly, right? Didn't they lose to Illinois bad? No, no, they came back. They got down big and came back, but they just okay. find ways to lose. It's they're they're a hard team to understand. Like they they lost they, to Minnesota big, didn't they? Oh, I can double check that. They, I mean, they're not looking good. They're they're three and seven. Right. Yes. And some of that Sorry. is like, yeah, they lost to Illinois. <laughs> three and seven, their big win, they crushed Northwestern. Um, okay. And then they beat Buffalo. And for their third win, of course, they beat mighty Fordham, the Fordham Rams. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, which is where Lombardi went and played. As part of the seven, oh, that's right. Seven that, I was like, why do I know this? Seven blocks of granite. Uh, but they yeah. lost by eight to Illinois. They lose to Oklahoma by seven. They lose to Michigan State at Michigan State by three. Uh, they lose to Michigan by three. They lose to Minnesota by, by seven. They lose to Purdue by five. They lose to Oklahoma by nine. Or, so uh, they Ohio lose, State by nine. So they're losing in crushing fashion most of the time, is what you're saying. Yeah, they, they understand exactly what to do to do enough to make sure they lose, but don't lose big. And <laughs> I, I think the Badgers are getting it's at Wisconsin. So the Badgers will have a home game. That defense is clicking so well right now. I don't know what Nebraska could do to do anything with it. Um, they got a very good mobile quarterback. He's not a great passer. He's an okay passer. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, there's not a lot to that so, team. So, like, Frost. Scary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But, yeah, Sorry, Frost. You have, to, you, have to remember, you have to remember Nebraska football from the 90s to get that reference. Yeah. And right? Frost Early. got extended in a way that cuts his pay because he's three and seven. <laughs> uh, he's not. He's, again, not going to a bowl game. He, again, continues to have losing seasons. He has not had a one winning season at Nebraska. Uh, he has had one winning season ever as a head coach. Uh, he had a losing, yeah, a losing season at UCF, then an, an undefeated season came to Nebraska and lost every year. He's had a losing season. So this is what, these are all his did guys see, now too, right? Not, not to sidebar too bad, but did you see the crazy stat that Kurt Ferentz, uh got a $500,000 bonus no. after winning this weekend for winning his eighth game? That's but awesome. Nick Saban only Nick Saban only received a twenty five thousand dollar bonus for winning their ninth game, <laughs> and it just said it, that was the tweet. And then at the end, it just says space space expectations differ, you know. <laughs> like, well, he also gets more of a base salary, so yeah, I know. Well, I know. It's just funny though. I was like, oh, okay. But uh, um, hey, I, I'm going to pose you another question going into this weekend. What's more annoying when announcers remind you that Braylon at Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen. I had Braylon Edwards stuck in my head. Sorry. Yeah. When Bra- when announcers announced Braylon Allen is only 17 years old or that Jake Ferguson is the grandson of Barry Alvarez. Which one is more annoying? The grandson thing. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, because it's seven- actually a feat to be 17 years old and be doing what yeah, that kid is doing. The 17 has to do with what he's doing on the field. The yes. Being <laughs> someone's that, yeah, that doesn't much matter to it. <laughs> um, Just thought I'd bring that up because it gets mentioned every time either one of them touched the ball. This is true. This is true. So, yeah, um, Philly Badgers get, are setting themselves up for a, a game with Minnesota where, you know, if they win, they're Big Ten Damn. West champs. I mean, they won't beat whoever comes out of the East. They just won't. I I, I have no uh, problem. I don't feel good about it. They've played two of them, right? Or, well, Penn State isn't going to win that, but they, they lost badly to Michigan. They're a better I, that, team the, now the, than the they team were was then. the team was in a bad place when they played Michigan. So yeah, I'll give you that. Would they would they have beaten Michigan? Maybe not, but I don't know. I'll, if Michigan State's the other team, I'll take a I'll take a flyer on them against Michigan State. Yeah, maybe Michigan State with the way they've been know. playing. Yes, and you know I know it's against Rutgers and Northwestern, but when you go out and beat both teams the way they did convincingly that's what you're supposed to do and that looks good because everyone goes back to the army game and goes oh that was not a convincing win army is a weird school to play they run the triple option and they were one and three going into that game world was on fire they've reeled off six now you know they're 20th in the nation they're looking good um yeah i mean i just get them to indian indianapolis you know i mean what could be worse than 56 donut (laughs) You know, it's, yeah. we, we've had worse. I mean, yeah, I guess I 57, 50, 57 donut is technically worse, but I mean, like, let's at least at just get game. there. You know, see, I was you at know, that the Badgers game get and, the, and the Badgers lose the Big Ten championship and the Packers losing the NFC championship. It is a tradition like none other amongst <laughs> Wisconsin football teams. A tradition unlike any other <laughs> Masters. No, um, yeah, all right, so. So let's do a little bit of basketball before we get to our last call. Aaron, what in the world is going on with the Bucks? Um, the, losing to to some of these teams, I, you know, like I get some of this. And you're like, okay, it's kind of falling apart a little bit here, but I'm just like, what? Why? Why are they just? They are 
in 11th place. They are 6 and 8. It's early. It's early, I know that, and it's just, you know, like they're third in their own division and makes no sense to me any of this, but Grace Grayson Allen might surpass 300 three-pointers for the season. He's on pace for that, which is okay. cool cuz the record's not the doing Bucks anything. Right. I know, but just hear hear me out. <laughs> yeah. Hear me out. So the record up to this point, I think, for the Bucks is 229 by Ray Allen when he played. And I think nobody else has even been over 200. Now, I know Steph Curry gets over 300 all the time, yeah. but that's still a big number, you know, for three-pointers in a year. So that's looking good. He looks like a good addition. Um, Chris Middleton and Aaron Rodgers obviously attend the same Halloween parties. Yeah, that didn't help. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, even so, like, we, uh, what was the game the other night against the Celtics? Um, that one went to... O- OT was that the one that went to OT? I watched a whole bunch of sports this weekend. Uh, I had food poison. I had food poisoning. Was sitting on the couch, so I deliriously watched like a whole bunch of sports. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, the Celtics they were playing without Giannis, and they almost won that one. And then they lost to Atlanta, missing. Still, I mean, they haven't had their full lineup on the court since the first two games of the season, really. So. I don't know if they can, like I said last week, I don't know what exactly what I said last week. Cause I don't write this stuff down. Um, yeah. If they could cruise 500 basketball into Christmas. Great. And then, be, you know, get back to me and get, get back to me in January. Cause that's when I have tickets purchased through uh, Mr. Owen for uh, uh, his season tickets at the Pfizer center. Then they better start winning when I start attending games. Right. So, I'm looking at this now. Giannis leads in basically every category statistically. Points per game, mm-hmm. rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Uh, somebody Until else Drew needs came around last else. year, that's how it'd been for the you know five years previous to that too. But you know, well, no, no, like Middleton usually ended up somewhere in one of these things, or somebody else would do something with steals or whatever. Like just right where, what, yeah, yeah. I mean. Middleton has played six of thirteen or six of fourteen games or whatever like that. Um, mm-hmm. Drew Holiday has played in eight, Portis in nine. I get all that, but yeah, I mean, at some point, Brooke, Brooke has Brooke hasn't been playing yet either. So, I mean, that's that's three of your key components of your lineup right there. You know, it's like I said, Grayson's been a nice addition, but besides besides him, Giannis and you know, there you go. Yeah, I mean, like they still, it's just, it just feels pretty bad. Like they have won, let's see, they are three and seven in their last ten. It looks like here. So I mean, they were three and one, and they lost to like Minnesota, San Antonio, Washington. You know, Atlanta's pretty nice. Boston's okay. These are all road games here. Like they've just played five straight mm-hmm. road games, I guess, which that, they went that too. two and three on that, mm-hmm. and that's six out of the last seven on the road. So, yeah, the one at home, one home game they lost to the Knicks, and then they beat the Knicks on the road. I mean, I don't, it, it's and a lot of these look at the Western Conference. How's Phoenix doing right now, too? Because I, I want to say, like, also, too, with the super short, short offseason, a lot of teams you just rattled off were done playing in March or whenever the, the season The Suns are 10 ended, and not, not 3. March. Oh, so they're really good. Yeah, they're, they're right, doing and, great. <laughs> okay, well, never mind. I just I, I want to make a correlation again to that the very short off season. God dang it, Suns just make a fool out of me yet again. Um, yeah, no, I, I still want to stick to the fact with the short off season, two Olympians, 
um, injuries, everyone getting it back together, a little bit of a um, championship hangover, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay. They'll, they'll they'll pull it together. They'll pull I'll it take together. it. I'll I, take I, it. I know they will. He's so, he's too dang good. They're all too dang good to have that happen to him. So. All right. Uh, looking over at uh, college basketball for the time being, Badgers took two completely worthless teams and beat them. Uh, one of which is UWGB, coached by uh, Bo Ryan's son. Will. But you know, that's nice, I guess. But they're losing to Providence right now. They'll be done pretty soon. They're down fifty-two, fifty-eight. You guys say this, uh, Marquette is three and zero right now. They are also a very young team. All right, like they they've got three freshmen, and then uh, they've got one. Was he? He's a sophomore. No, he's a senior. Uh, Daryl Morcel, who was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year last year, when playing for Maryland, and has now transferred to Marquette. Marquette just hmm. beat number ten Illinois. That, that's a big-time win. That's a great win Legit. Uh, with three freshman starters and a transfer uh, who was a defensive player of the year but scored 21 against Illinois, 67-66 wow. win. He puts up 21, wow. uh, 12 for Colick. Uh, Lewis adds 17. They get eight total points from the bench, but it's good enough to get 67 and get a win. Defense looks very good for Marquette. They had a rough start. Uh, they got the win, but they had a rough start with Southern Illinois University of Edwardsville. But they look very good in this. They, I mean, they stay with it. The defense looks sharp. Uh, Shaka Smart, the new head coach, that Shaka. guy can coach. That guy can coach. Uh, he's got Wichita young... State, right? That's where he was. That's where he got his start. No, uh, VCU, Virginia. VCU. Commonwealth. That's yeah. right. He was a VCU guy. That's right. Okay. Yeah, the Rams. Then he went to Texas, and they weren't particularly. They didn't do that much for him. Texas but, hasn't done anything in any major sport recently at all, except just fail miserably. Well, losing to KU in football, not basketball, was in dramatic ridiculous. fashion. Just crazy. But yeah, Marquette. Yeah. It They're needs the biggest to be university in the biggest state for football in the country. Yep, they can't get anything done. But God, we need to mention this: that Marquette looks really good right now and is starting off very well with a young team. And if if they can keep this up and they can. You know, keep these this core of guys together for a little bit. That could be very interesting going forward. And we'll see how they look once they get into the Big East play. Of course, Wisconsin playing lots of freshmen right now as well, losing to Big East Providence as as we're talking about it as we go. So, so with so if so so if the rivalry game between UW and Marquette were tomorrow, John, who would win? I don't know because the one big thing here, I think UW would be winning this game. Jonathan Davis, their best player, is not playing today. He's in street clothes. He's out. I don't know how long. I can't find that anywhere. But he was seen in street clothes today. I hadn't heard of an injury, but I, he's obviously not playing. So something happened. We'll have to see what that is. They'll be playing very shortly. I don't remember how quickly that, that comes up. But if Jonathan Davis is in the game, I, I would make it a much closer game. That defense has been very, very good, though. Uh, we would have to see what comes up with this. They're, the Badgers are playing with their younger lineup. They have a couple transfer guys they brought in, but they're starting with Chucky Hepburn and uh, Crowell at the, the well, the forward slash center position. Yeah, and that, he hasn't. No, he didn't do a whole lot so far today. He's uh, one of ten. When you're seven feet tall and you're shooting one of ten, something is going very badly wrong for you. He is 0 of 4 from 3. 
Badgers just not shooting at all today. They are 4 of 25 from the three-point line today. That's 16%. That is that is abysmal. How are they in this game? <laughs> like, that just doesn't make sense. And they're, yeah, we'll see. Game's not quite well, over, John, but it's going to be over soon. <laughs> well, well, John, that uh, that was great analysis and all, but that was a trick question. There is no rivalry between Wisconsin and Marquette, is the correct answer. Not particularly. I mean, Anyways. yeah. <laughs> That's why we keep talking about it, because it's a Wisconsin <laughs> team, and we're not going to, like, kick them out. They're just – they're there, and congratulations. <laughs> they look good. That's a good there win, go. though. That's a te- – like, beating number no, 10 is a big I- deal. That's a big oh, no, deal. I wasn't, yeah. poo- I wasn't poo-pooing Marquette. I was just poo-pooing because you're the, usually the one yeah, that it doesn't even whenever I say rivalry game between Wisconsin and Marquette, you're usually like, that's not a rivalry. Aaron. It's not really Stop. that much of a rivalry. <laughs> it's as much a rivalry as, you know, playing against Milwaukee or, you know, WGB. So there you go. All yeah, right, everybody. Didn't, dis- didn't disappoint at the end there, John. Thank no, you. I'm trying. Just, I'm, I just got a shock. I didn't, after watching that Edward, the SIUE game, I was, not expecting them to beat Illinois, but they played a great game. So, no, that, I hope no. they're good. It, 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 it's good for college basketball if, if we're in Wisconsin if both teams are good. I yeah, really I'd love like to see both, both teams. Both teams making the tournament is is great. I don't see the Badgers making it. We'll see what no, Marquette absolutely. does in conference, though. We'll see. All right, everybody, we're gonna try to rip, rip through a couple things here. Just go right on through it with the segment of the show that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, in the last call, we're going to start off here. Uh, hockey. You, we told you there might be some crying here in the the last uh, the last call segment. There was some pain. Well, there's no women's hockey to help us out this week. They remain number one, but uh, Badger men getting swept and swept badly. <laughs> they start off the the weekend by getting a goal from uh, Roman Ashan to take a one nothing lead on number 15 Notre Dame. They don't score another goal this weekend. That was no, it. That was that's it. not a recipe for success. No, that was it. So they lose 5-1 to one on Friday, and then they come back Saturday. They get shut out 3 uh, nothing. Shots on goal in the first game where they lost 5 nothing. they got outshot 48-25. to 25. They get outshot, hmm. outshot 22-4 to four in the third period alone. Saturday was much closer. I mean, it's three nothing game, but they only got outshot twenty five to twenty two. Um, in terms of power play, the this the Saturday game seriously, zero of six on the penalty uh, on, on the power play for the Badger men. Just zero of six is not something. If you get six penalties, you need to convert some of those. Uh, not right. a, not a single one. They were one of three the night before, but penalty kill hurt them. Uh, Notre Dame gets two out of five on Friday and one out of two. Uh, on the power play on Saturday. So they convert three out of seven power play opportunities. That's how you win hockey games, people. Uh, Like I said, Badger women didn't play in terms of D3 hockey. Uh, Number, let's see, we'll go in kind of order here. Number 11, UWSP gets a 4-2 win over St. John's, the Johnnies, and then a 4-1 win over Bethel. Number 12, UW River Falls, uh, falls to the Hamlin Pipers. Which that's that's hilarious. The Pipers, uh, they lose zero to two, but then come back and beat the Gustavus Golden Gusties. Not making any of these up. Uh, three to one. Uh, Hamlin used to be like the Crusaders or something like that, right? Something no. I don't remember. They, uh, they are the Pipers. I've 
definitely I've looked all these things up here. Um, okay. Number 15, Eau Claire. UW Eau Claire beats Gustavus. Again, the Gusties, the Golden Gusties. Uh, but then they lose to number seven, Augsburg. Not joking. They're the Augies. They lose one nothing to number seven, Augsburg. Uh, UW Start, Stout loses to Augsburg 3 nothing, and then loses to St. John's of Collegeville 2-3. to uh, Northland, they lose to Bethel and then beat Hamlin. So that's interesting. Uh, in the NCHA, which is the, the, the more of the private schools, uh, St. Norbert played Lawrence in Appleton. Uh, they win 6-2 and then 4-3. Concordia of Wisconsin played Trine. They lose 2-4 and 4 Oh, and pardon me, one four, and the uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering got a tie against Lake Forest, and then lost. Uh, that's a four four tie, and then a three four loss. So that's how men's hockey ended up. Uh, D three women's hockey actually, UW Eau Claire is ranked third. Uh, they beat UW Superior three one. Uh, UW River Falls is ranked fourth in women's hockey right now. Uh, they beat. Northland eight nothing on Saturday, and then Stevens Point seven nothing on Friday as well. So this thumped them. Uh, women's hockey for the NCHA: Saint Norbert beats Lawrence seven one, and then six one. Um, number ten Adrian came in to play Marion. They beat them four nothing, and then ten nothing. And uh, Concordia also playing trying this one. Concordia Wisconsin they win six three, and then four two. Terminal women's uh, volleyball here. The Badger women's team had a rough loss. They end up getting a season getting swept by Purdue, who was number ten and now, or pardon me, number twelve, move into the top ten this week after beating the Badgers one to three. Um, so yeah, that was at home at Wisconsin. Previously uh, number twelve Purdue, uh, they came and get the three to to one win, and that's you know that's enough there. That's two wins by Purdue against Wisconsin. Wisconsin has. Is it just the three losses? Yeah, three losses on the year, two of them to Purdue. So that's – and the other one is to that, that weird one to Maryland, as we remember. Um, Badgers getting out blocked again, 14-9. to nine. Uh, Just not getting enough points in this one. They, they outdug uh, them. They, they didn't get as many assists. They had more aces. But, yeah, 54 kills to 47 kills, 14 blocks to 9 blocks. That's the kryptonite for Wisconsin. So that that's that's where that ended up. They came right back and took a 3-1 to win over Northwestern. Uh, actually outblocked them 9-6. to uh, Kills were 68-50. to uh, Just did very well in that game, coming back against an unranked team. Coming up next will be unranked Michigan State and then a chance to go play in Minneapolis against the 11th ranked uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers before finishing the season with number six Nebraska at home and unranked Indiana at home. Badgers dropped to fifth in the volleyball rankings, and so that's where they are now. Um, Football D3 playoffs are going to be starting up next week. Uh, Wisconsin gets two teams. Uh, from the WIAC in UW Lacrosse, whose only losses are to number three Whitewater, who finished the season undefeated, and mm-hmm. gets a one seed. So Lacrosse lost to number three Whitewater, and the other loss was to Grand Valley State, which is ranked number five in D two. Those are oh wow. So Lacrosse, okay. <laughs> so UW Lacrosse gets into the playoffs. Um, they have a rough road. Uh, their second game, if they can win the first one against Albion, would be against. 
uh, which is the conference champion Albion. And if they mm-hmm. win, they would get to play North Central, the defending champions. But now D three is that a, a field of eight or a field of sixteen? It's field of eight, right? No, no, no. It's way bigger than that. Um, I think it's is it a full? It's not full sixty four, but it's a, it's a large one, two, three, four, eight. 60, 32, 32 team bracket. So five, you have to win five games to win. I believe so. I was remembering okay. looking at it this morning, just seeing where everybody landed. But yeah, so I, I'm not up on my D3. Do you keep playing after you lose or are you just done for the season? Nope, you're done. And oh, the wow. championship game is known as the Stag Bowl. I or, did know that for a long time. That seems like that seems like a lot of games for a team to for two teams to have to play more than, and I guess, I mean, it's worth it. They're already in the playoffs now, though, unlike, right. you know, D1 F- FBS is still playing. Right. So, yeah, D3. Well, I suppose in D3, in D3, could you get invited? Do they have bowl games in D3 or anything like that? Like, no. if, after you get knocked out of the tournament? No. Nope. They don't at all? Only the FBS has actual bowl games. That's it. Huh. Interesting. Yep. All right, Aaron, hmm. anything you wanted to add well, before I mean, we I mean, college bowls, you know, college you know, or the uh, F <laughs> football bowl series. <laughs> Sorry. I get it. Yes. I understand why. I just thought that they had other bowls and other games beyond just the championship bowl. There are another no. divisions. I can't talk. That's I see. Notice I let you talk all the last part and I forgot how to talk. <laughs> if I don't stop talking, I forget how to John. It's, <laughs> it's an illness. Right, Anything else you want to add? No, obviously. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another wonderful week. Um, we've been up too long. We're going to get off and uh, get to sleep here quickly. But uh, thank you for joining us. Um, remember, of course, you can follow our podcast on Twitter at Pod. You can follow me at NotSoHumbleHost. And you can follow Aaron at Cheddar Talk. Remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. Stagmole. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.